0: Hi, this is Keith, and welcome to Klezmer Podcast 122 for March 15th, 2015. The website is klezmerpodcast.com, and you can write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. You can also find Klezmer Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, Last.fm, Pinterest, and Google+. I also encourage you to follow Klezmer Podcast monthly playlist on Spotify. My guest on this episode of the podcast is Jonathan Feldman of the band Zabrina based in Toronto. Their recent album is Hamid Bar Midaber out on the Sadik level. I caught up with Jonathan at the Ashkenaz Festival, although we didn't get a chance to do our interview there. So we did a little bit later via Skype. So here's my interview with Jonathan Feldman This was recorded on September 15th, 2014. Hi, this is Keith with Klusmer Podcast. And on the other end of my Skype today, I have Jonathan Feldman from the band Zabrina in Toronto. Uh, Good afternoon, Jonathan. Welcome to uh, Klusmer Podcast once again.
1: Uh, Thanks very much, Keith. It's uh, great to be back.
0: Yeah, it was great seeing uh, your CD release uh, gig there at the Ashkenaz Festival in Toronto. And uh, we have the new CD here called Hamid Bar med So why don't you tell us um, about the album? Uh, it's all originals uh, once again, like the last album?
1: Yeah, I mean... Um well, first of all, Hamidbar, midaber, uh people want to know what it means. Um, it's actually – it's a play on words in Hebrew because Medbar and Medaber kind of use the same consonants, M M B D R, like uh, uh, M-B-D-R, M-B-D-R with, uh, with the vowels added. So one word word becomes Medbar, which means desert. And then another word becomes medaber, which means speaks. So there's a track, that the title track on the CD is The Desert Speaks, but it's sort of uh, hidden behind the Hebrew title.
0: All right, very clever. Uh, <laughs>
1: and, um, um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, this... Uh, the show that you were at, which was um, great to have you there and a a big surprise um, uh, was, is a long time in the making. Um, We, we uh, recorded the CD uh, in May of 2013. uh, And that was with Ben Goldberg, who is another study artist. Who's a clarinet player from San Francisco and he came up from 4 days and worked with the band and we put on a big show at a place called the Music Gallery here in Toronto um for about 150 people and then we spent 3 days in the studio recording these tunes and um uh over the last you know the band has been going since about 2008 and um, over the last few years,'ve I've written a large number of tunes. and for this record, our first record came out in 2010, so it was nearly three years later and there was like a lot of material that, you know, we had try, we often try out material in uh, rehearsal and, and some things we never go back to and some tunes we gravitate to. And those end up being the ones that we play more uh when we uh when we have concerts and uh, and and then kind of what uh the final material that ended up on the uh on the c d and and typically um the the way that i i write is typically i write um a bass part because a lot of tunes start off with bass grooves or or something that sort of sets the tone. It's it's something similar to what John Zorn, Zorn did with the Masada group. There's usually some kind of groove. And then there's a melody part, which is often a clarinet part, although some, very often also the guitar takes the melody. And um, so I, I write those two parts, and the band gets together and kind of fleshes out the rest as a group. So it's kind of... Uh, um, yeah, we kind of sort of real, realize what how things are going to sound as a group with us with using the compositions as a starting off point,
0: right? And there is kind of uh, I don't know Jewish uh, klezmer esque uh, modal things going on, even though it's uh, you know basically a, a, a jazz, uh, maybe free jazz kind of uh, uh, undertaking. But I wanted to ask you, uh, listening through, the the one Higher Power um, seemed to have the most Jewish or Klezmer-style modal stuff going on um, among all the tunes on the album. So why don't you tell me a little bit about that one, because I think we'll listen to that one here a little bit later.
1: Okay, yeah. So the, the scale that Higher Power uses is called... Um, the, the main scale is called the Ahava-Rabba scale, which in in jazz terms is Dorian sharp four. But really what it is is uh, a mode of the harmonic minor scale, and that's that's really where um, klezmer scales come from. So it's the fourth mode of the harmonic minor scale. And um, the other... Um, major scale that's being used like in Havana, Nagila and, you know, uh, other, probably a more, even m- more used, more popular scale is the Fragish scale, which is used everywhere in, in Klezmer music. And I suspect probably other types of music, music as well. And that is, uh, a Mixolydian with a flat two and a flat six, uh, but that is also would would be um, the fifth mode of the harmonic minor scale. So and and, and uh, oh maybe oh I I just unplugged my amp. But uh, the, the, one of the key characteristics of these scales is they both have an augmented second in them, and and you and you hear when the scale is played, you hear this jump, and it sounds it it sounds. Weird, and that's often the the part that kind of says, "Oh, that sounds kind of Jewish," Um, and it's that it's that uh, augmented second. Um, So higher power, um, uh, uh, lots of tunes use hybrid modes, Um, like actually Freedom Groove is also using the same scale as Higher Power, um, although it has a bunch of chromatic kind of scale or stuff going on later in the melody. Um, but I think it's also kind of the way that Ben plays it. You know, you can, you can, you can take a, a scale and, 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 and play it on a vibraphone and it, it, I mean, it, it, it won't sound as Jewish as it does when you take a scale like that and play it on a clarinet with a good tone, with someone who knows how to play the the inflections involved in playing Klezmer like Ben does, uh, or a good violin player. It's going to sound more like Klezmer. And, you know, for instance, we've been rehearsing uh without Ben Goldberg cuz he lives in San Francisco and um you know there's some hope that we might collaborate again but we've been practicing without a clarinet player uh with our new guitar player and we we kind of like it. it it's even a, it's a step further away from classical because we don't have we don't have the clarinet and it it uh and what we do is like for the the Ashkenaz gig is when we want to have a clarinet player, we hired someone to come into the band and did some rehearsals and we had that sound. And now when we rehearse, it's from a pragmatic point of view, it's a little easier game together with just four people in terms of managing schedules and all those things that come with running a band. And uh, so we've been learning tunes, learning tunes that way. I think I digress from your question about higher power <laughs> um, i mean there's the the, the melody also there's a, a first part of the melody um and then there's a second part of the melody that goes da 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 that part i mean that, that that's kind of like classic kind of like friggish kind of minor you know just harmonic minor uh kind of Jewish thing that, that you hear in a lot of, a lot of Jewish songs. So,
0: so there we are. (laughs) That,
1: that's Jewish,
0: Jewish music theory in a nutshell.
1: Yeah. I think when you mentioned though, I mean like higher power is a good example where, I mean, in this band, it's like we, I mean, I'd like to think that we have these, these nice melodies but they're, they're used as a, as a jumping off point to to um, to improvisation that can really go anywhere. And that piece is a good example where, you know, sort of after the melody is played, all of a sudden it goes into the improv section and the time kind of goes free. And, and Ben, I mean, when you mentioned free jazz, there's a free jazz moment or a couple minutes in there where the band is kind of, playing free uh, and eventually finds its way back to, to cadence into the tune. Um, and it doesn't happen like that exactly on every tune. I think that would be too formulaic, but it, 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 it does happen. And one of the things we try and do is not to, um, not to plan everything that's going to happen in, in the improv in advance. Um, so that, um, and we discuss like techniques for like techniques for the free sections. So it's um, it's free, but not lacking structure. Like there there's something there's still something there, um, which allows us to interact together. And that's something I think definitely from playing together that we've been nursing over the last few years.
0: Sure. I think it's interesting that you mentioned about uh, starting with the groove and then coming up with a melody to go on top of that. I I would think most of the time uh, a song would start with the melody and then figure out the the grooves and the harmonics later. But I like what you're doing because you've got uh, the groove that's going through the whole song, on each one and the grooves are all a little bit different and it, it kind of drives, uh, what else is, whatever else is going on.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um,
0: cause you start with the groove and then, and then everything, uh, gets expanded on from that.
1: Um yeah that's that that is pretty much the way it happens. I mean if I had to analyze how I write um and I have like a I have a Fender I I, I do f- f- for for um a, a few years I did all of my writing at a at a an acoustic piano uh and then I acquired a Fender Rhodes which is an 88 key, actually, and the bottom end sounds so warm and sweet. Often, I mean, often what I write is I just sit down and I'm in a moment and, uh, you know, my left hand starts messing around in that register and I come up with something and I immediately write it down. Whatever, it's sort of like whatever the baseline du jour is. And... And then from there, I, I go back. I, either I work on it then, or I go back later in the day, or or a day later, and and sort of, you know, work it out. But um, I mean, klezmer music itself is not so complicated. Um, klezmer music is kind of three or four chord music. It's like like four chord music with with a bunch of things added to it. It's not quite that simple, but it's, it's, it's definitely traditional klezmer music is simpler than playing, you know, what we would call modern jazz where, you know, chords are very complicated and things, things can go very, a lot of places. But I think the challenge is to like, you know, you know, we still want that klezmer flavor, but to kind of, keep it interesting on, on my part. And and a lot of times I, I think about keeping things interesting for the guys in the band, you know, I, <laughs> you know like being a band leader. It's like, I, I, I mean, I don't really have the insecurity that the guys are going to up and leave the band. But when the band does come over, I, I, I kind of feel like because they're such busy musicians and, you know, um, and it's, it's hard to schedule rehearsals all the time. Everyone, I mean, guys have families and, and guys are just, you know, just busy. So, uh, I feel like I, it's nice to have one or two new tunes when the guys come over just to kind of like keep things fresh and to entertain everybody and to keep everyone interested in the project.
0: Sure. Yeah. you gotta, uh, keep the band interested and then, yeah. uh, They'll keep, you know, the longer you have them around, the, the the better they're interpreting your music, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, and we just made a switch with our electric guitar player, and it took, took like almost a year to find a new electric guitar player. We didn't really try out that many players, but we, we did, and we had a couple other guys playing with us, and you know i i really liked one of the guys and uh, and i thought the other guy was okay and, and and Brett my bass player who's kind of my right hand man in the band sort of thought the opposite and in in a way neither of us were really satisfied with with, with I mean, although we—I mean—we played some great gigs in those. We we had we played a few, a couple of gigs where we had two electric guitar players, uh, and uh, and no clarinet, and it was I thought it was kind of fun, but um, but um, but eventually we stumbled across the guy that we have now, Don Scott who just in, in in so many ways is a good fit. I mean, besides being a great player, he just, his personality fits with the band and his ears. Like he's familiar with, like he loves all the same music that I do, all, all the same influences, you know, Masada and electric Masada and, you know, Miles Davis and, you know, all the stuff that, um, you know and so he, and he he gets what we're going for and uh, and he's really taking the band in new and interesting places and and, and pushing pushing us into spaces that we've never been before so that's kind of exciting to have him in the band
0: Oh, terrific So okay well if people uh want to find out more about Zabrina or um get the uh the tracks or download the uh, the album get the CD uh Hamid Barma Daber, where can they find it?
1: Um, well, the CD is available on the Sadik website, which is T Z A D I K dot com. Uh, the CD is there. The CD is on the Zabrina website, which is zabrina.org, dot org, Z E B R I N A dot org. I believe the CD is also available on Amazon. Um, I haven't checked iTunes, but it might be there. Um, so there's a few places um, uh, right.
0: and upcoming uh, gigs and things are also on the website correct uh,
1: upcoming gigs on the website yeah you can if you are interested in our first CD the only place to get it is on through the website it's really easy it's like a one click click pay through PayPal and I will send you a CD and uh, yeah, upcoming gigs, we're just, uh, no big upcoming gigs now, but we're just uh, looking towards uh, uh, a couple of shows in November and December, which will be hopefully announced shortly, and uh, and uh, we'll see what happens next for 2015.
0: Great. Well, uh, we'll stay tuned. Always something exciting going on uh, with Sabrina and in Toronto in general. So uh, uh, Jonathan Feldman, the band is Sabrina. Thanks again for uh, joining me on the Klezmer podcast and uh, continue good success with everything.
1: Thanks very much, Keith. It's, uh, it's a real pleasure to talk to you.
0: Hola a todos, soy Simcha Dujov y estamos escuchando klezmerpodcast.com All right, I'm back. That was my interview with Jonathan Feldman of the band Zabrina. And we heard the track Higher Power from their album Hamibar Midaber on Sadiq Label. I'd like to thank Jonathan for taking the time from his busy schedule to speak with me and for providing the track for us to listen to. Again, the website is klezmerpodcast.com, and if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or if you have a band that would like to appear or have your music played on the podcast, or if you have a recent or soon-to-be-released album you'd like me to review, please write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. Again, the music heard on Klezmer Podcast is for promotional purposes only and is used with permission. So that's about it for Klezmer Podcast 122. Thanks for listening. Stay subscribed. Tell your friends. And until next time, bye for now.